I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Turmoil continues to grip Mali weeks after French forces led a push to retake the north of the country from Islamist militants. Today, a suicide bomber on a motorcycle struck in the northern city of Gao. It was the first known suicide bombing in Mali since the French intervention began. Also, Malian government troops began fighting each other in the capital Bamako. New York Times correspondent Lydia Polgreen started her day out in Bamako. I woke up this morning in Bamako to the sound of gunfire and news that there was this fratricidal fighting going on between two opposing camps in the armed forces. And it seems as though uh, there was an attack on the the headquarters, uh, the garrison where the presidential guard stays by government troops that are loyal to the current uh, the current regime. You know, this is all coming at a time when Mali's army, everyone would hope, would be focused on fighting the uh, Islamic extremists who had taken over the northern part of the country and helping French troops who intervened. So it's a worrisome development that instead of that, you're seeing this kind of fratricidal fighting between various units of the army. Well, I mean, it is the divisions in the Malian armed forces that weakened their ability to respond to the Islamists in the north in the first place, and which ended by getting the French involved. What, what can be done to mend those splits? Well, I think that the only solution to the crisis in Mali's military is going to be a, a broader political solution. You know, there's been a call for presidential elections to be held in July. Uh, they were supposed to be held last year. Um, you, you'll probably recall that the uh, that the president of Mali, Amadou Toumani Touré, was actually finishing his term uh, when he was deposed and was not planning to run again. And there was supposed to be an election last year. Uh, that, of course, has all been upended. What's it been like in Bamako the past few days? What, what does it feel like uh, after lots of jubilation with the, with the pushback of the Islamists? I think that there was, um, you know, there was a sense of extraordinary joy that, uh, you know, all of this territory that had been taken over by Islamists uh, had, had been returned to the fold. But now you get the sense that that feeling is, has been tempered by the events of the past uh, the past day, because there have been two very troubling events. Obviously, this, this battle between the two feuding factions within the military. And then uh, there was also a suicide attack in Gao in the north. You know, that's something that had never Never been seen before in Mali, and I think uh, is a troubling portent for where this conflict could be going. I wonder if you met somebody in Bamako who, for you, kind of is emblematic of that concern, of that fear, and where things may be headed. Well, just as I was leaving uh, at the airport, I saw an old friend of mine who is a, a, a Tuareg from Timbuktu who runs a couple of guest houses up there. And he was with his wife and children getting ready to board a flight to Dakar as well. And he told me that um, he didn't feel safe staying in Mali, that as a Tuareg, he was very worried that he would be subject to uh, reprisals and violence as a result of, of the ethnic tensions that have blossomed in Mali in the wake of this conflict. So it's quite striking to me that, that someone who you know describes himself as, as deeply patriotic, as Malian, who's never been in favor of the Tuareg nationalist uprisings, never mind Islamists, was packing his bags to leave his home country and go somewhere else because he felt so unsafe. I think for many Malians who, who've lived together in peace for so long, you know, that's a terrifying prospect that, that this is the future that they're facing. That is a very worrying story. New York Times correspondent Lydia Paul Green, she was in the Malian capital, Bamako, this morning, has just arrived in Dakar in Senegal. Thank you very much. My pleasure.